What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Alrighty, welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Brian K. James, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They are a real estate broker, celebrity hairstylist, but you may remember them from the first season of Love and Marriage DC. And I cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Tasha Lyons. Hello, How are you hello. doing, beautiful? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. I am so grateful to have you here. Thank you for making some time for me. Thank you for taking my call. Much obliged. No problem at all. Absolutely. What are you most looking forward to from 2023? Huh, what am I most looking forward to? Um, I'm just going to say just going after everything that God has for me. You know, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, I have so many different things that I have going on. I wear so many hats. So I'm just looking forward to um, God just directing my path and just going after everything that he has for me. Absolutely. I love that. What are you most looking forward to leaving behind in 2022? Um, what am I looking forward to leaving behind? Anything that's just not for me in my path, in my journey. You know, sometimes we gotta shed skin to do more and to go into different, um, different directions. So anything that's not for me, that's not, you know, helping me in my journey, I'm, I'm, I want to leave that behind. I, I don't need it. It's the past. 10 million percent. For the people who don't know, uh-huh. if I asked you, who are you? What would Tasha Lyons say? Tasha Lyons is a go-getter. Tasha Lyons, um, I'm a mom, a wife. Um, like I said before, I wear a lot of hats. I'm a realtor. Um, just launched my, well, about to launch my candle, my candle line this weekend. Um, so I'm an entrepreneur, um, hairstylist, you know, so I wear many hats, but overall, I'm just a well-rounded go-getter and a girl's girl who just, you know, I don't know. I just, I go after whatever it is that I want. And sometimes it's a blessing and a curse because you know sometimes you just leap and just do things you know without giving it thought you know i i lack the the thought process 
when I go after something, I just go. And so sometimes my husband be like, did you even think this through? No, I didn't. I knew I wanted to do it. And so I just did it. <laughs> so I kind of have that impulsive nature too. And like my really? husband had that checks and balances for me and was like, did you take a second thought on this? And I was like, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but sometimes you just have to do it. But sometimes you just have to do it because, you know, so a lot of times we talk ourselves out of things. The more I ponder on something or the more, and I think that's probably why I do it because the more I think about it, I, I'm an overthinker. So mm -hmm. I'll talk myself out of doing it or I'll think of different reasons why I shouldn't do it, you know? And so that kind of holds you back. And that holds a lot of people back because they're thinking about the what if. So instead of just doing it, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's one of my reasons why I just do it because I am an overthinker and I'll just talk myself right out of doing it. Absolutely. Me being a Virgo, I've lived by one of my favorite rules that I learned when I learned how how how, how to play spades. Okay. So I haven't learned yet. Don't don't revoke my black card, but I have not learned how to play spades yet. <laughs> so I was in my mid twenties, so okay. it, it, it it's perfectly fine. Okay. But always say in spades, you think long, you think wrong. Okay. Okay. So I say don't think too long. Because right. you go in thinking wrong. Just go right. with it. Go with your good. That's like, that's in life, you know? So, yeah. It helped me too, for sure. When did you fall in love with reality TV? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. First of all, I didn't even have a chance to fall in love with it. You know, I was only on there for one season and I was barely even shown on there, you know, but the experience of it, I loved it. I wouldn't say I fell in love with it. Um, when I was doing Monique's hair for Housewives of Potomac, um, I never once thought of myself being on a reality TV show. Even though like, when people see me and my family, they have always said it. Y'all need a show. Y'all need to be on reality TV. And they, I tell them all the time, y'all spoke this into my life <laughs> because I never seen it. You know, I never, I never envisioned myself being on reality TV. First of all, I don't do well with combating with women. That's just not me. I don't, I don't do the cattiness. Like I don't do it. So when um, we were offered, um, when Monique brought the idea of Love & Merge DC, I'm like, okay, that's more geared towards trying to build friendships, talking about our marriages and, and things that's going on in our marriage. Cause I'm very transparent when it comes to my marriage. Um, me and my husband, we've been together since high school. So we've gone through a whole lot of stuff. So to be able to share our story, I was all for it. To be able to, you know, try to coexist with these other couples, I'm all for, I'm open to friendships and I'm open to um, getting to know people, you know? Yeah. But the one thing I don't have tolerance, a tolerance level for is just being so catty and showing up to work to argue with everybody. That's just not me. So with that being said, um, the direction that the show was kind of going, I would have loved to like do another season, but the, the direction that the show has gone into, I can't, I couldn't see me and my husband doing that. I just couldn't. So things happen for a reason. Um, my experience and the time being on there, I fell in love with the cameras. I fell in love with the, the production side of things. 
you know, so that that has kind of um, put me in the direction of acting man because I love like production and like the cameras and you know, like it, it just sparked something in me in that aspect. But falling in love with, with reality TV, no. <laughs> She said love is a very strong word. I'm gonna need you to hold on. <laughs> she said phone and keep your hands on your head because that was not my experience. <laughs> it was fun though. It was it was a fun experience. Um and then it's like you don't even get like a manual. You don't get like, okay, this is how it works. This is, you know, no. You just show up and they got cameras in your face. So it's like well, what the hell? What do I do? Like, you know, you of course you be yourself, but it's like, how do you maneuver? You got cameras in your face. You got, you know, it's a lot. And it was a lot to learn, but overall the experience was fun. Um, but falling in love with it, that's just not something that I did. That's fair. Well, let's go back a bit, because I want to okay. get to know you before I get to know reality TV, right? Okay. When did hairstyling become more than just personal maintenance to you? Listen, <laughs> I always tell people this. I started, I, I knew I was going to be a hairstylist when uh, I think I was in maybe the first or second grade. We had arts and craft at school and um, the little girl in front of me, she had long pigtails. I cut it off. <laughs> So I always said that was my opening to being a hairstylist. I think I was just hating on the little girl, to be honest, because her she had long ponytails and mine was itty bitty. I think I was just hating at a young age. <laughs> I think I was just hating. Needless to say, her mother was furious. Needless to say, her mother was furious, yes. That is but, beautiful and traumatizing all at the same, same time. time, right? <laughs> like, I have changed this girl's life and my <laughs> own in right. wipe of a scissor. That is some, that's some powerful shit. Listen, that's some in, the, shit. in the first grade, right? So, but I took up cosmetology in my high school. Mm. Uh, I took it up in high school and, um, and my thing is, I never really wanted to be a hairstylist. I always just wanted to open up a shop. Like that's where my passion was, opening up a salon. Like that back in a day, salon atmosphere, you smell the, you smell the, the spray and you smell the curling eyes and you got, you got a man man coming in selling CDs and you know, like, yes, that was, I love that. So I always wanted to open up a shop and run it. Um, never really wanted to be behind the chair. So um, what happened was I actually opened up a shop and it was hell getting stylists in there, like hell. And so, and I think it was a lot to do with my age because I was young, but then I looked younger than what I really was. So it was like, I ain't working for this young chick, you know? So it was hard for me to get stylists in, in there. So I had to end up doing hair myself mm-hmm. doing and then i loved it you know i it just that it's just my passion i love doing hair and it has it has i mean rewarded me so well in life you know i have done um dominique doll's hair 
Um, I did Kenya hair um, from um, House of Atlanta. Uh, one time she came here in DC and of course Monique. Um, I've been in uh, publications, done hair shows. So it has gotten me um, through life, you know, doing hair, but it's just, it, it has just become a passion of mine. Like, I love it. Like, I couldn't imagine myself doing anything other than hair. Of course, I am doing other stuff other than hair, but as far as, I try to retire so many times because I've done it for so long, but it just won't leave me. Like, I don't care how much I try to retire from doing hair, I just, I, I can't get away from it. I love that. What, what would you say your specialty is? Installs all day long. I will do installs, just a traditional weave install. Now, like the lace fronts, that's not my lane. I, <laughs> I know what my lane is. I have set up a few clients trying to do lace fronts, you know, or frontals and all that. It's not my lane. I, I stick to traditional installs with a little leave out. I love making. Um, installs just look natural, um, mm -hmm. but that is my specialty. I'll do that all day long. Love that. So who was the client that turned you into a celebrity hairstylist? Monique. Monique. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was doing her hair, um, I wanna say every season she was on Potomac, except for one. And then um, she had, um, a young lady by the name of Natalie, who was her lead stylist, but I would still do her units. Um, like I made wigs, so I, I made her wigs for her. Um, and then I would still do her installs. But as far as her other hairstyles are concerned, um, Natalie would do it. But Monique turned me into a celebrity hairstylist. Nice. Yeah. And I was kind of different doing hair on that kind of platform. Because, you know, you have so much pressure on you. Um, and that's what kind of turned me off from doing hair for a little bit. Because hair has always been a hobby of mine. Like, I would do it in my sleep. I would do it for free. Um, yeah, but doing it for a national television show, it puts so much pressure on you. And it becomes a job. You know what I'm saying? Like I never looked at doing hair as a job, even though it was my job. But when you do something that you love, you don't consider it work, you know? Right. And so doing it on that level, it put a lot of pressure on you. You got people critiquing your work all over the world, you know, and it's just like, it puts a lot of pressure on you. So, and then not to mention Monique, that's my sis, but she is a very particular about her hair. I believe you, 100%. <laughs> yes. Monique, so, top housewives of all time. I, well, top I mean, of all time, and I believe you 100%. Listen, <laughs> we had to beat one our A game with Monique. So, you know, so it was a lot of added pressure. So it kind of, I kind of fell out of love doing hair for a television show. Um, but I can say that it definitely pushed me to my limit. It pushed me out of my comfort zone. Um, it made me step up as a hairstylist and not just, um, it made me step up as a hair artist and not just a hairstylist, you know? Yes. So. Artist is so appropriate because yeah. it surprises me that you say that you got turned off from doing it because outside, like, Monique has only had one bad hairstyle, and that was by accident. 
Hold up, which one is it? Which one? Which one you feel like is the bad? The very first one when she walked on camera, the one that was supposed to be made for the hat, but then they made her take the hat off, and it was. I ain't do that. I ain't. I came. I came in right after that. Right. So I'm like. Monique was known for being the hair, like the black hair, the excellence of the hair, and it was the thing. Yes. Like, like, I ain't do that. <laughs> when? Like, why? Like, who got a pro? Like, who got a problem? Cause like, yeah, known for having the hair done, slayed every yeah. time, every shot. It was art, like. Especially in the confessionals, it was like, oh, because <laughs> uh, I let like that. That was one of the main reasons I watched the show was for. Are Monique. you serious? Yes. Wow. Black hair like that on reality TV, and on she was adamant. And she was. I'm like. It's not even about the lace fronts. It's about how they're wearing the lace fronts. Yeah. Because aren't wearing lace fronts and like natural textures and doing all of these crazy styles and right. you know black right. hair. They just wearing a bust down, you know. Yeah. That's great for y'all. That's great for y'all. I ain't reading. But <laughs> Monique was giving black. Yes. Hair on TV and I was just enamored. Thank you for that. Thank no you for problem. That. Listen, she was adamant about showing black hairstyles and natural looking hairstyles on TV. She was so adamant about that. So all of her Afrocentric hairstyles, she would think of different things or whatever and I would just have to execute it. You know what I'm saying? And um, when I tell you most of our most of our best hairstyles that we did for her came by accident. We would have something else in mind. We would do something where I'll like kind of manipulate it some kind of way. And we are both like look at each other and like, that's it. Let's just like stick right here. Like it never, like it, it was always by accident. And it mm -hmm. came out like one of her best hairstyles. So I, I, I enjoy doing it. Like I said, it just pushed me to my limit, you know? Um, it was a lot of hard work, but I did get something out of it. It was the braids. It was oh the it was the silk press. It was the <laughs> lot. <lying. laughs> it was the afros. Like it was yes. Because <laughs> like I like that's really what I live for. Like don't get me wrong, I live for a bust down, as you can see. Right. But, I have dreads, like I have, like my, like my dreads are in braids. So it's like, like I, I love live, it. thank you so much. Like I really like, I grew up watching Brandy and Moesha. So like yes. I live, so that it just, ooh. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, sugar. Thank you. <laughs> ooh, yes, God. And I needed that to <laughs> Good hair, do you hear me? Now, from what I know about hair salons, uh -huh. a good hairdresser, a good hairdresser uh -huh. can often become their client's best friend and even their therapist in, in right. real life, right? Right. So without putting people business out, uh -huh. what's the impactful moment that you've had with a client? 
Um, I had a client who was um, battling uh, cancer. Um, and so making a unit for her, um, that was, it was, it was overwhelming because of the situation, but it was also, um, empowering because she was such a strong woman. Um, and well, she is, she's still here. She, she is such a strong woman. And, um, that was probably one of my most impactful ones. Um, and then also I had to do hair for a friend of mine who passed away. She was a client of mine who passed away and her family requested that I do her hair funeral. Wow. That was another one that really, really impacted me and just really, really touched me. Like I didn't even think I had the strength to do something like that, you know? But the fact that they trusted me for something like that. Um, it was, it was, like I said, overwhelming. Like that was probably the most impactful hair style that I've ever done for a client. Wow. Yeah, That's yeah. So those two were like the most. Um, but as far as like, um, I, I see so many different people, um, we talk about different things. I've had clients who wanted to cut their hair completely off um, because they were starting over in life. They were divorcing um, and just wanted a new look. They wanted to feel good, you know? So I come across different clients all the time and I have, I've been doing hair for what, 22, 23 years now. So yeah, so I have encountered a whole lot and a lot of different people from different walks of life sit in my chair all the time. And to hear some of the stories that they tell, to hear some of the stuff that they go through and the fact that something as simple as a hairstyle or doing something to make somebody feel awesome, you don't know how much that impacts their lives and how much with them smiling and feeling happy and feeling beautiful, what that does to me in the inside. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, it's hard to pinpoint certain ones, but it's just, it's, being a hairstylist, like you said, you're a therapist. You, you, you know, and not only that, they speak to you. Like they, their situations and their whatever it is that they're going through, whatever, they, it, it speaks to you and touches you as well. So not only are you helping them, but they're helping you as well. And I know I can say that personally because, um, like I said, when I'm able to put a smile on somebody's face, they come in my shop feeling down about themselves or feeling depressed. You know what I'm saying? Like we go through so much crap day to day, you know, just day to day life stuff. And sometimes just getting a shampoo and just getting away from it all, you know, just means the world to a woman or to a man, you know what I'm saying? Just anybody who's getting that service done. So, you know, I just, I don't take this job lightly because it's more impactful than just somebody sitting there getting their hair done. Absolutely. That's why I'd be so upset with these new hairstylists because they just do it just to do it, you know, just to make money. And like, I want to bring the old salon feel back, you know, like a lot of like, I just get so frustrated with the new stylists because like, it's not the same chemistry with your client, it's not the same feel, it's not the same, you know, feel good 
feeling that you feel when you get go to a hair salon. You know what I'm saying? Like they got 20 different rules. You gotta, you don't even get a shampoo no more. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's just different. Damn thing. Yeah, it's just different. But yeah, but that's what I love the most about um, doing hair. Just like I said, it's the overall impact that you give to each other. Now there was a moment in there where I giggled and I didn't mean to. No, but when you started talking about women who come in who like want to like start over and like they're like getting divorced and all of that, right? The moment I instantly thought about, and it made me want to ask you this: Have you ever had that Gloria Bernadine conversation with a woman? Like absolutely, you go come in here, what ain't the move by your husband? You go come in here, absolutely. Have you ever had this talk with a woman before? Absolutely. Listen, on more than one occasion. Oh, Jesus. Because what I say, I be having this conversation with women and like, I literally just like, I I know this scene verbatim now because I quote it to women all day long. I'm like, you've been growing your hair for 11 years and one ain't to move by your husband and you gonna come in here and chop off all your hair. What is listen, that you? <laughs> listen, yes. Great. Yeah. Press and sit down somewhere. Right. Gonna regret it in the morning. Billion <laughs> blowout and relax, ma'am. Right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> How do you plan on expanding your hair studio and your presence in the hair industry going forward? So I don't know. Like like I was just saying, I really do want to open up another salon um, where you have that old feeling back. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to bring the 90 shots back for the 2000s. You know what I'm saying? Like early 2000s, you know? I just want to bring that atmosphere back. Um, that's what I plan to do as far as, you know, short term. Long term, I really don't know because um, I really don't want to be behind the chair too much. So I do want to go back to what I planned on doing before and just open up a shop. Um, but that's really it. I'm more so focused on my real estate and trying to get that, you know, I'm trying to build that empire because it's me, my daughter and my husband who's doing real estate or whatever. So um, I'm really more so focusing on that part of my life right now and try to get that booming to the point where our, our business is where I want it to be financially and where I want it to be. Um, because I really, in that aspect, I'm sorry, I'm just rambling, but cause I be, I'm thinking as I'm talking because I have so many goals and plans, you know? Yeah. So, um, with the real estate, my goal is to open up a, a um, transitional housing um, for homeless. Um, to, to have shelter for the homeless and then offer transitional um, like um, employment and stuff like that to get them adjusted to being able to have long-term housing on their own. So that's something that I really, really want to focus on in that area. Um, once I get the shop up and running, that can just kind of run itself. You know what I'm saying? I can put people in place for that or whatever, have that do its thing and then focus on, you know, my real estate and what I really want to do with that. For sure. Don't worry about rambling because that's what my show is set up for. All okay. My, my questions are like really set up for you to like go on a tangent and like really think okay. about an answer. Okay. So the longer the answer, the better the question is for me. I'm like, okay. okay. 
that one got it. Yeah, I be, I just be. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that because you set up the segue into my next question. Okay, How good. Come into play for you. You said in real estate. Yes, ma'am. So yeah, so I had um. Hold on one second. Let me. I need to tell my husband to bring down my charger because my phone, my um laptop is about to die. Go for um, it. Man. But yeah, I um I was helping um one of my old friends. I was helping her with her real estate um business, me and another young lady, and just helping her out. She's a friend, she needed some help, so just kind of helped her out. And I was helping her so much to the point where she was just like, You need to go get your real estate li- license, both y'all. So I'm like, all right, why not? I told you before, I'm gonna go get it. I just do. <laughs> just just do it right so um i went ahead and took the um course passed the test and that's how real estate came about and then i'm nosy too so (laughs) i'm very nosy so i love going into people's houses and seeing what it's thank you what it's like and see thank you look thank you thank you i appreciate it no problem. Um, hurry up, it's like a, um, it's like five minutes. Thank you. No, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, babe. Um, so yeah, so look, don't interrupt me. <laughs> so yeah, so um, I, like I said, I'm nosy. I like looking in into homes and seeing how it's made and seeing like the architecture. I love like characteristics characteristics of a home. So I'm just like, all right, cool. So did that or whatever. Needless to say, me and the girl, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> but her, I say, things happen for a reason. I will not be where I am right now if it wasn't for her. Even though we don't speak anymore, I don't associate with her at all, but I, I thank her because she has um, she has gotten me to where I where I am now. So um, it is a blessing, and um, I uh, like I said, I, I I live by that that things happen for a reason. Like I live by that. Like that is my my mantra. Things happen for a reason. We don't understand it at the time, um, but. As time goes on, you look back and be like, that's why I had to go through that. That's why, you know, it it just lines up. And we don't understand it at the time. You're like, why am I going through this? Or why did that door close? Or why, you know what I'm saying? So listen, I'm where I am because of that relationship, even though, you know, we're no longer friends, but seasons and reasons. I was literally about to say that. You know what they say, reason, seasons, and yes. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. Right each other, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, how is maintaining this um, business in what is such a fluctuating market and, you know, ups and downs and, and you know, depending on who's in office, child, you, you may be able to sell your damn house or not. Like, Listen, how, how is that? It's a, it's hard. It's an adjustment, and real estate is not for the weak, because you have to learn how to adjust with the market. 
I, I specialize in first time home buyers. So I'm big on educating my clients on every step of the process. Like I'm very big on that. My babies are first time home buyers. Like I work with everybody under the sun, rent, renters, um, investors, commercial properties, commercial leases. And stuff. I work with everybody, but first time home buyers, it's my heart because it's so many people who feel like I can't afford to buy a home. I can't, you know, I, it's something that I can't do right now. And I always ask them, um, you can't afford to purchase a home. You can't afford a mortgage, but you're living in a house right now that you're renting from someone. You can pay a mortgage. You're just not paying your own. You're paying somebody else's. Bad. You're paying somebody else's mortgage. So you can pay a mortgage. And most of the time, you're paying more than what they are paying for their mortgage because they want a profit. That's why they're renting it out. Exactly. So, so yeah, so I, I like to debunk like all of the myths and the, the, the things that people feel like they can't do. And, uh, you know, I need all this money in the bank to be able to purchase a home. Yeah, you need money in the bank for a cushion. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would never tell somebody to go into a property, you know, and just spend, you know, go into it broke. No, but you don't. It's a misconception saying that you need thousands of dollars sitting in the bank for you to purchase the house. That's just not true. I've, I've had people, depending on the market, had people purchase homes and got money back at the table. They didn't have wow. to put a dime out of pocket, but got money back at the table. Of course, that was years ago. <laughs> but... <laughs> not right now in this market but you know, <laughs> no. but you know um there's different programs out here i always have my even i got a client right now he had about twenty thousand dollars saved up to purchase the house i'm like we're gonna keep your money in the bank if we if we can let's use our resources let's see if you know if there's a first-time home buyer program that's going to help you with your down payment you know so just because you got money sitting in there i'm going to make sure we try to use up everybody else's first before we touch yours i know that's right, <laughs> right? I know that's right. <laughs> yes so yeah so i mean it's just it's just knowing um the market and knowing how to adjust with the market. Because a lot of clients, they don't know how to, I mean, a lot of agents, they don't know how to adjust. So when the market is low or whatever, you gotta be strategic, okay? Well, um, you know, right now it's a seller's market. We need to be targeting listings, you know what I'm saying? So you just gotta be strategic in how you maneuver with the, the ever-changing market. I mean, it changes like within a month. A couple months ago, I was literally able to lowball uh, sellers mm -hmm. and get thousands of dollars off the property and have them help my buyer with their closing help. A month later, no, we're back to multiple offers on the table and like no closing help. They're not giving any buyers any closing help. We're going above list price, 20,000 over list price to be able to get the house. You know what I'm saying? So just in a month difference, you're going from a to z you know what i'm saying so you just got to know how to maneuver and shift and that's that's just being a great agent which i am <laughs> period you can make sure okay <laughs> now do you have a rollout for your transitional housing property and like how you want to you know develop that I don't. Do you, 
I don't. That. I don't. It's it's literally just a thought right now. You know what I'm saying? I have not done anything to um to go into that direction just yet, but that is just something that I want to do within the next three to five years. Nice, because that's a dream of my husband's. He's always said that he really? wants to do something like that too. Yeah, like for um, queer youth and things like that. Like, right, like that'll be awesome. Dang. Yeah, yeah be- I absolutely love that. Thank um, you. <clears throat> excuse me. Jumping back into your experience with reality television, uh-huh. signed on to do the show. What was your main intention to show the audience like 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 what did you want us to receive from you and your family that's a great question my goal and my intent was to show that black love exists that you can make it from teenager to now 40 years old me and my husband been together since like i said since we were 17 years old we're now 40. You know, so um, I wanted to show the ups and the downs. We didn't get to 40 years old um, being together that long for 23 years um, to not have nothing to share with anybody or, you know, like anything that you can name. We've gone through. We've gone through infidelity. We've gone through um, trying to trying to parent our kids, all three of our kids are, um, they're with him. Um, mm-hmm. But to, to to parent, you know, you have different style of parenting. I grew up a, a certain way to parent, he grew up another way to parent, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, having issues with that, um, family issues, issues with my in-laws. Um, I mean, anything that you can think of that a marriage will encounter, we've encountered it. So, um, and then we're still going through things. We're still learning each other. So I just felt like we had a lot to offer. Um, I want, I just wanted to show, you know, what black love looked like and what, um, and just be transparent and open. You know what I'm saying? Like just, just, just to be our authentic self, you know? That, oh, child, that hit me so hard. Child, I feel like you just slapped me in the damn face. Because <laughs> it's a very specific reason why. Like, my husband okay. and I, we've been together since we were 19, right? Oh, wow, we're, okay. So, we're 31 now. Okay, and gotcha. Since we were 19. And so, you know, I there's this whole reevaluation of your life and you know like you're like you're different people in your 30s than you were when you were 19 20 21 8 like you are different people and so we're going through this phase of like reevaluating who we are as people and are those people conducive to the to the relationship that we built together and it's like I am inspired by you guys because I thank you Thank, thank you, because it leads me to a to, to a question that I didn't expect to ask today. How okay. do you deal with the changing of who you are as people while still maintaining a cohesive relationship throughout those years? 
I wish I had the perfect answer for you, but I just don't. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you, you, you. One thing I would say is you have to, um, you know each other's triggers. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like you gotta learn. You gotta learn your spouse. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's a, it's an instance where um, they're not the same person that they were. 10 years ago, like you're constantly lear learning yourself, but you got to learn them as you go along. So prime example, my husband, like I've always had an attitude problem. I can admit it. <laughs> I'm sweet, I'm sweet as well. I'm, I am so sweet, but I have an attitude problem. And as much as I try to control it, and as much as I try to, you know, work on it, my husband is at the point now, he's just like, I'm not, I'm not accepting it. Like, it's just not no, it's no going back and forth. Like I, I'm, your attitude has to, has to stop. Like I'm, I'm not taking it no more. And he had to like, literally say, it's a wrap for that. For me to be like, okay, he's serious or whatever. And to adjust because the, the 20 year old him, the 30 year old him would just be like, okay, that's just Tasha. That's her attitude. Is she just being Tasha? 40-year-old Neil is like, I'm not tolerating that. I'm just not. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you have to um, give room for the growth. And then you have to adjust to it. And that's a lot. That's a, that's one of the main reasons why people fall apart and why they grow apart. Because you don't know how to adjust to this new way of... And it, sometimes it just happens. And sometimes it's not a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Like we just change and evolve as as people either you're going to accept who this person is growing into or you're not you know what i'm saying so he may be to the point where i just your attitude sucks i can't deal with it and as much as i'm trying to change it i can't it's just in me it's embedded in me i'm trying to change it but i can't so he may just be like it's not going to work and it just may be the end of the relationship because of that you just grow apart you know what I'm saying? it's just things that you so it's it's hard work i don't have the perfect answer to say okay well this is how we did it the only thing that i can say is god number one god god and then it's just like just understanding and un just understanding that this person we're we're two imperfect people right no one is perfect so Giving room to grow, giving room to make mistakes, you know, just like a child, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if you have kids, but just like a child, like, yeah, we reprimand them or whatever, but you don't stop loving them because they make a mistake. You don't throw them away because they made a mistake. You know, we're all human and we go through different stages in our lives where we're going to make mistakes. We're going to, um, we're going to change in different ways. We're going to start feeling different. Uh, love is going to start feeling different to us. You know what I'm saying? Like I might need more affection now than I did when I was 20. You know what I'm saying? I might need to vent a little bit more to you now because I have different problems. You know what I'm saying? So it's just understanding where your spouse is at their, you know, at this phase in their life and just kind of adjusting with it, you know? Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. Um, yeah. That makes perfect sense. Thank you. No Thank problem. You. 
Y'all not to cry on my own damn show. One of y'all <laughs> <laughs> I have told people two, three, and five times. Y'all not, y'all not forget the damn show. One, one guest broke me, and I, oh, I, I have been cussing him out ever since. Shout out to oh. Eric Cole. <laughs> y'all go subscribe to the Hung Up Podcast. But I laid his ass out because I was like, "Damn it!" I, I, I told oh. y'all. He hit the spot. Huh? He hit the spot. Yeah, he got me good, man. But that was such an impactful conversation. That uh, that'll actually be out. What's today? Thursday? Wednesday? Uh-huh. Wednesday. Well, it'll be out Friday. Okay. Um, but anyway, back to the shit. Mm-hmm. How much did Monique not returning to the show have to do with you not returning to the show? Like, were you already fed up? <laughs> It's like, girl, I'm not doing this. Or like, so, did you get a call from Monique? Was it Carlos? Like, how did all of the fallout happen? Now, that's funny. So, I had every intention of coming back if they asked me back. Okay. They never asked me and my husband back. But they okay. never told us that we weren't coming back either. Yeah. Yeah, so a castmate actually told us they're not having y'all back. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. So yeah, so I was not, we weren't asked back. Monique decided not to come back. So those was two separate things. So neither one had, yeah, neither one had one to do with the other. So yeah, so, um, so that was a, so the thing is, hindsight so of course like i was like okay i would love to come back or whatever blah 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 but like i said everything happens for a reason looking at the season now and how it's going that's not something that me and my husband would want to be a part of you know what i'm saying like i we just that's not what we thought the show was going to be and that's not that wasn't our intentions based off what i just told you what our intentions were for the right. show, you know what I'm saying? And to add to the show, that's not, and, and to show our business, none of that would have been like, no. So everything happens for a reason. So um, them not calling us back for a season two was a blessing in disguise, to be honest. Um, them not letting us know further lets me know that that's not a network or a production company that I would want to be involved with, period. That's the, the unprofessionalism, it was tacky for me to be told by a castmate that they weren't bringing us back. Like, listen, I'm grown, I'm grown, grown. So if, if I wasn't delivering how you wanted me to deliver, if I was born, let's just say I was a freaking whatever. Let's just say you, you hated what I gave to the show. Tell me that. We we going in a different direction. We no longer want you guys on season two. Blah blah. Thank you. I enjoyed the the experience. Blah blah blah. And we can part ways. And that's that. We didn't even get an email. We didn't get a phone call. We didn't get. And we were contracted, paid talent on the show. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like we just showed up here and no. We got paid to be on the show. We had a contract. So mm-hmm. for you not to reach out to say you're no longer being a part of this franchise, who does that? Who, like, really? 
So, yeah. So it was a blessing to disguise. That that's not even something that I want to be a part of. That's fair. I'm going. Well, I ain't gonna say too much. We'll talk off camera. Anyway, I keep trying to remind myself I'm not that girl. Okay. We'll talk off camera. Anyway, but what do you take away from the reception of the audience now that your experience with the show is in hindsight? Uh, what do you mean as far as what? Like, based on how the, based on whatever reactions you got from the audience, what do you take away from that just in a general sense? Like, you know, like what did, like, how did that affect you, if at all? Um, it made me feel good, to be honest, because a lot of the feedback that I got was like, because I showed up authentically me, like whether or not the producers and them liked it or not, that's who, that's what I gave, you know? And even though I wasn't shown a whole lot, me nor my husband, the time that we were shown, I got a lot of great feedback saying that, you know, I was the level-headed one or I, you know, whatever the case may be. So um, I was, you know, I'm happy about that, you know what I'm saying? Like it could have been, they could have showed me in a light where I got a bad end of the stick, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you didn't show me, but the, the things that you did show of me, it, it was Tasha, you know what I'm saying? It, you showed Tasha. So um, that part I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pleased with anything else that was said or whatever, like, I don't really, I don't feed too much into the comments or, feed too much into um, what the viewers say or anything like that. I've learned that from doing hair with Monique. You know what I'm saying? I take it with a grain of salt because they're only going by what they see on a clip. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not telling the whole story. It's not, they're showing what, what, what they want to portray this person to be. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's how they edit it. So I really don't, I really don't pay attention to like the, too much of the comments and stuff like that but i did see you know of course you read them but whether or not they impact me or make me feel a certain way or or have me doubting myself or anything like that no these people don't know me you know what i'm saying so yeah did watching monique do reality tv and like being a part of her team during that process and then eventually joining like did that did your years doing her hair being behind the scenes, did that kind of prepare you for what you could possibly come to expect on reality TV? Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, like I said, I worked very closely with Monique. Um, started out, like I said, as a business relationship and then it became a friendship. So um, being very close to her and seeing the different things that she encountered during the, you know, that's one of the reasons why when she asked me about the reality show, I'm just like, what show is it? Because I'm not going, <laughs> I'm not going to be arguing back and forth with people showing up to sit with in my real life I'm not going to sit with chicks who I don't fuck with you know what I'm saying like just I'm that's not me so in real I don't I can't comprehend sitting with somebody and going back and forth with you every scene like, that's just something that I'm not going to do in real life so why would I do it on camera you know what I'm saying so so <laughs> a lot of the things that I've seen her go through or whatever, like, I'm like, I'm not doing that. 
that's not what, you know what I'm saying? So it prepared me for things that I did not want to be a part of. Um, and then also she was very um, hands on with us or whatever and letting us know, you know what I'm saying? What to expect and how reality TV works and stuff like that. So I thank her for even um, being the vet in the game to even, you know what I'm saying? To help us out, even my nerves, like she helped calm my nerves when it came to the cameras and stuff like that because the first time I was on camera I was like almost hyperventilating because I'm just like oh my god it's just cameras in your face they like literally like in your face and I'm just like oh I'm hot <laughs> I need some water <laughs> so so yeah so so her her being on reality tv before it helped prepare me for the most part that's awesome okay now when it comes to the rest of your cast well your former cast uh-huh. how, what percentage of those people would you say are um and i'm trying to figure out how to word this because i don't want to um uh ask a dumb question how many people do you still have relationships with from the cast and how many people were just your co-workers that you just showed up and made a show with real quick? Um, I still talk to all of them. I'm still friends with all of them except for Winter. She was just a co-worker. Okay. Yeah. Now, knowing that you would have been willing to come back for season two, does that mean you would be willing to do reality TV somewhere else again? So only if it's with me and my family or if it's something dealing with real estate, like something that I, you know, something with my business, something, you know, but not an ensemble cast where we're arguing and bickering back and forth. And I know most reality TV shows want that. They want the drama. They want, but I just feel like that it can be a, a reality TV show where you don't have to sit and argue with folks 24 7 for it to be an entertaining show like when are we going to get out of that mindset that it got to be fighting 24 7 especially us black people like that's why i'm that's i think that's why i'm so frustrated when it comes to reality tv because i just commented on someone on the post today about i think they was talking about some reality tv show or something and it's just like it's the same it's the same thing over and over is just a different name of a show. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the same MO. Like, when do we want to get away from that? You can have an entertaining show talking about business. You know how much how much conflict goes into business deals and business transactions and stuff like that to where it still can be entertaining, but we not fighting. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, I just want us to get away from that. I just, I really do. I really want us to get away from that. So if I ever did reality TV again, it would have to be something either with my family, my family dynamic, because we got so much going on within this household alone. You know what I'm saying? That that's just, that's a, it could be a movie. <laughs> Forget it. Reality <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but, or if it's something dealing with our business or dealing with real estate or something like that, then I'm down for that. But Arguing back and forth with people nonstop, I, I can't get with that. I just can't. I'm with you on that. So we could possibly see you on like a um, selling DC. Absolutely, yes. Some, 
And that's another thing, like even um the ladies who list Atlanta, that was a really awesome show. And I think they felt the same way as far as, you know, the drama aspect in it. You know what I'm saying? They had um they had boss women, boss black women, you know what I'm saying? That was making their name in, in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? And all of them are like lucrative business owners. Like they're like really making a name for themselves or whatever. But then you have to add the whole cattiness to it. You know what I'm saying? To take away from what it is that they're doing. So I just feel like, <sighs> I just would love for them to like really just show true, pure black excellence at our core without all of the all the extra fighting and stuff. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. That's been the basis of my content as far as my YouTube channel has been concerned. It's been like calling this shit out and be like, this how y'all want to be seen, yo? Right, oh, right. Okay. Got it. <clears throat> Bless your hearts. <laughs> <laughs> what keeps you up at night? You said what keeps me up at night? Mm-hmm everything trying to figure out all right what's my next move uh trying to figure out what's my next move um i'll be having 50 million things running through my head at once my kids you know what i'm saying like just life <laughs> that's the that's that's really it i feel you on that um what do you fear more success or failure Um, that's a good question. Um, hmm. No one has ever asked that. What do you fear more, success or failure? I'm going to say failure. Because to me, my definition of failure is kind of different than others. Failure to me is when you just stop doing whatever it is you're trying to do. Like you can do something and go after something and most people feel like if you don't complete it, then you fail. As long as you go and keep doing it, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Or, or pivot, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes, you know, it don't work out the way that we want it to work out, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so sometimes you have to adjust and pivot, you know, and, and go about it a different way. But as long as you keep doing it and keep going after whatever it is that you're trying to do, then you're not, you haven't failed. You know what I'm saying? Fail when I, I fear being a failure because I just fucking quit. I quit doing whatever it is that I was trying to set out to do. I did not complete my goal. That, so. is, that is the title of this episode. Failure is when you decide to quit. That is brilliant. That yes. touched me. That baby. You're not gonna listen, I done told you once. <laughs> Look, I ain't gonna get you off here until you shed a tear. <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> Mrs. Ma'am. <laughs> you ain't gonna get your ass up here and show out. <laughs> you hear? <laughs> I like I produce this podcast like a talk show. Like I do these interviews two to three times a day, seven days a week. I release new new episodes Monday through Friday because I'm really trying to manifest my own talk show, my own radio show. That's like, awesome. I'm yes. really be on the radio for the next 40, 50 years of my life, even though I don't yes. plan on 
to my early 200s, but I want to retire the next time. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, I really like, I really want to show and like put together this, this like collection of content to show like I can really handle this shit. Like I'm really right. out here. And like, sometimes it just feels like, when, when, when? But that goes back to what I was talking to you about, like, what, what about what I talked to you about off camera, because uh -huh. I'll cry on camera, but I'm not going to cry on my own show. Uh -oh. <laughs> I'll cry on the even, But the thing is, it's not even, it's not even in our time. You know what I'm saying? Like, we feel like it's supposed to happen overnight. We feel like it's supposed to happen when we feel like it's supposed to happen. But the yeah. stars align the way that it should. Like you, like I said before, Everything happens for a reason and we don't understand it until you're standing in that spot and you had that aha moment and it's like, oh, that's why I had to wait until now. You know what I'm saying? I had to make sure that the people who I thought was in my corner when I'm elevated, they, they didn't need to be on this level with me. You know what I'm saying? So I had to shed some stuff first before I get to where God has me to be. You know, so it's a reason why we aren't in a place where we feel like we should be or whatever. And sometimes what we feel like is where we should be, it's not where we should be. Sometimes you end up in a place and you didn't even expect to be there. I didn't expect to be where I am right now. I did not expect to be on reality TV. I did not expect to be being interviewed by you based off of me being on reality TV. You know what I'm saying? Like it's certain things that we don't understand and we don't, we don't, we have a certain vision of how we want things to be, but you, you in life, you just get it's twists and turns, and it's just it, it puts you in different places, and it puts you among different people who will get you to the places where you should be in life. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot that goes into life, and it's a lot that you don't understand until you're there. So listen whatever you want to pursue you keep going you keep putting out these interviews you keep doing what it is that that you want to do and you're going to get to where you need to be in life whether it's where you feel like you should be or where you you need to be you hear me? you hear me so it's just keep going keep going thank you so you're much welcome. you're welcome um she keep trying me, y'all. She keep trying me. I'm this sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I'm going to stop. Lord have mercy. Don't make me call you. Damn. 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 What has reality television taught you about people? There's some people fake as hell. <laughs> Sometimes when them cameras go on, they, they just turn into a whole different person. I'm like, well, who is you? Nice to meet you. I ain't seen this one before. Like, who, is, who are we today? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's just, it, 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 oh my God. Um. I don't know. It's 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 a lot. Reality TV has taught me a whole lot about people. Um, but 
you take it for what it is. Sometimes people just use their opportunity to just, I don't know, like it's just, they, they, they just put on airs. I don't know. It's just when that camera come on, they just turn into different people. And I get it. I get it, but then I don't. Like there's some people who are authentically themselves, cameras on or off, but then there's others who just, they morph into different people. And it's just like, I don't know. So it has told me that some people are just fake and phony as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that about does it. Yeah. I said it. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> shout, shout out to y'all. Um, you know who you are. Uh, <clears throat> what have you learned about yourself from experiencing reality television? Um, I learned that my, my, my skin is a little tougher than I thought. Mm. I, I used to be sensitive, but I've learned that I'm a little tougher than I thought because I think normally, I mean, I think back some years ago, I probably would have got my feelings hurt not being asked back. <laughs> I would be like, well, what? you know? Or not even being told. I Why? laugh about it. You know what I'm saying? Like that has got to be That has got to so, like. You gotta have tough skin to be like, to laugh about some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I, it has taught me that I'm a lot stronger than I thought I was. I, I, that's got me fucked up. How do you get fired with no fucking notice? Like, what does that even mean? Like, what does that even mean? How, do, how does a castmate tell you? How do they know before you? Know you still, I, it's, still, it's still today and no one has reached out and said, said, said nothing. Especially with some of the things, especially when Especially when you are friends with the cast and you're showing up to the events and they're filming the events. It's not even that for me. For me, it's the executive producer of the show blatantly saying on his podcast that when he has to let a cast member go, he makes the phone call himself. He said that? No, he didn't. He didn't say that. You're making oh, that up. If I'm lying, if I'm lying, if I'm lying, a stork is going to drop off ancestry results that lets me know I am 98% Asian. I promise you, I promise you, I don't know what episode, cause I listen when I listen, it, it just depends on who's on that week, right? But he's talked about saying like, when I've had to let a cast member go, when I've had to do this, da 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 da. I got no, no call. <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? What does that mean, Carlos? El Carlos. Listen, he couldn't, he couldn't have said that. I, listen, listen. Girls in the chat, girls in the chat, I'm not the one to read, honey, but the girls say, drop down in the comments to let us know and find which episode it is so I can send the clip to Tasha. Cause I, did let, listen. Couldn't have said that. Couldn't have said that. Don't shoot the messenger, girl. I'm just Hermes. But I'll deliver one back for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a message back if you need me to. Well, <laughs> listen, the Lions, we did not receive a phone call, text, 
email, nothing from no one. And it didn't have to be from him. Like, you could I know he's, you I know he's in high places. I, I, I wasn't even expecting it from him. You know what I'm saying? Just a general email would have sufficed from somebody from Kingdom Reign. Right, there's type up an email real quick. Right. So, but yeah, a phone call I definitely did not get. But whatever. That is water under the bridge, child. God bless, honey. <clears throat> well, okay. Have you found yourself yet? I have. Nice. I definitely have. I absolutely love that. Yeah, what I definitely have. What does the woman that you've become today at your big age, your grown ass woman age, what do you tell your younger self in retrospect? What do you tell the woman who first decides hair is what I'm gonna do? What do you tell the woman that decides, okay, I'm gonna start doing reality TV? What do you tell the woman that says, okay, I'm getting ready to do real estate and flip houses and sell and do the market? What do you tell the woman that just decides to go after it? Do it, simple as that, do it. My thing is, thinking y'all. She said do it, not just do, do it. it. And do it scared. Do it and do it scared. Because a lot of times fear holds us back. And it's so funny because I wasn't even going to do Monique's hair because I was so intimidated by doing hair on such a platform like that. Wow. My sister, my husband, and my daughter talked me into doing it. And cause I did her hair and I wasn't, I didn't even know who she was. I didn't even know what I was doing her hair for. Somebody mm. just told me do her hair for an event or whatever. She had her hair done. They called me back the next day and was like, what are you doing tomorrow? She needs her hair done for confessionals. I'm like, confessionals, who is she? What do you mean? <laughs> for real size of Potomac. And I'm just like, oh, that put pressure on me. I'm just like, no, I'm not doing it for confessionals. Like, no. My husband and them talked me into doing it, and I'm just like, I mean, nervous as hell. Mm. Did it, and look where I am now. Look what that, that you know what I'm saying? So I always tell my kids, on the other, other side of fear is greatness. You gotta push through that fear. Like I said, it will talk you out of something. That's why I'm so passionate about it, because I've experienced it myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, you will talk yourself out of such, such greatness. You never know what is on the other side of fear. Once you get past it, you never know what's on the other side of it. So my, I would tell my younger self, just do it. Do it and do it scared. I absolutely love that. Once again, doing it scared, honey. Yeah. Preach gotcha. Let the quiet yep. know what's going on in these streets, honey. Yep. Ooh, child. How do you want to be remembered overall? I just want to be remembered as someone who went after everything that she wanted to go after. Somebody who impacted somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you you did not do your job here on earth if you did not impact a single soul. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be remembered as somebody who inspired somebody else to do something. Um and just somebody who just went after whatever it is that she wanted to do. Like, that's that's how I want to be remembered. Of course. Is there anything that you would like to share with my audience and I that I didn't cover in our conversation today? 
No, I think you covered everything from A to Z. <laughs> but I do, I would just want to thank you for having me. Like, I really, really do. I enjoyed this interview. I really, really did. Um, yeah, but no, I think you covered like pretty much everything. Thank you. I do what I can. You know, I, you know, I, I try to do my research. You know, okay, I mean. you did good. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. So, my last question for you is. Where can the people find you and all the things that you want to promote? Okay, so first off, my um, IG page is Tajalai, T-A-J-A-L-Y. Uh, my real estate page is The Lions Den Real Estate, and that's L-Y-O-N-S, The Lions Den Real Estate. Um, we also have a website if anybody is looking to um, purchase uh, rent or um, sell a house in the DMV area. Um, my website is the Lions Den Group LLC.com. Um, also, I'm launching, like I said, my candle line is coming out this Saturday. I'm excited about that. It's called Den Sense, it's playing off the whole Lions Den. Uh, I think I got a candle back here. Yes. 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 Give it to them. Yes. So that's. That's coming out, um, and then that will eventually be on the website too, um, at the Lions Den uh, uh, real estate website. Um, what else? That's just about it. Yep, that's where you can find me. She says she's not taking no new hair appointments. Don't call her phone. Nope, nope. nope. <laughs> she said the only hair that, that I'm doing is mine. Right, yes, that's it. <laughs> God bless y'all, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, on that note, that has been our show. Mrs. Lyons has things to do. I'm sure that her laptop is fully charged at this point, but she got somewhere to be, things to do, children to go pick up. Father. And we're gonna let her go. Okay. But I appreciate every single one of you all for tuning in to help me to facilitate this conversation. And I want to extend a special, special, special thank you to my guest, Tasha Lyons, the Tasha Lyons, for blessing the podcast today. Thank you so much for an incredible conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed every bit of it. Oh, it is truly my, my pleasure. It's been an honor. You are an official friend of the show. Come back anytime. Awesome. Um, when the new candles drop, when the website comes out, when you get the new show greenlit, when you write the book, or if you just want to come back and shoot the shit, let me know. Sounds good to me. Yes, ma'am. Now, with that being said, I want to remind all of you guys out there listening to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. I am Brian K. James. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love every single one of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep the mess in the message, be useful, but not used, and misbehave yourselves. Peace. Bye guys. Thank you.
What's going on, everybody? Brian K. James here, and I'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by Outlander Media Network. Outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web, from the farthest reaches invading your space. We appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner Outlander. I am Brian K. James, and this is Real Reality Realness.